This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Amazing, amazing stuff. We finally get into verse 5 today in the seventh chapter of the Song of Solomon. And the fifth verse would be the hey verse, which often the hey has to do with expression. And so what a cool expression we get today. We'll read it in English. And it says, thine head upon thee is like caramel. And so, wow, it's just a few words, no doubt, but it's certainly a mouthful. And you may know caramel is a mountain. And uh, it is throughout the Bible, and some spectacular things have happened there. But just to begin with, the um, the idea of your head in Hebrew is the rosh, uh, actually very much the, the letter resh. Um, and, and it has to do with the beginnings of something or the start, like the head of a river, and, and like thy word is uh, true from the beginning. So if something starts out well, it finishes well. Or if it starts off on a good foundation, it finishes on a good foundation. And, and the idea of caramel is that word actually means a very fruitful vine. And, and so <laughs> you can imagine uh, a head with as a very fruitful vine. You know, what could be better than that if you were connected uh, to the vine, you certainly are going to be fruitful. And so you could see, you know, how Jesus would see us as this. And But also when you think about the history of Carmel is, is where my mind went with this. And what's really cool, I think really cool, is, well, I'll just go through the stories in order. The first story that, that comes to my mind is the story of Abigail, right? And you might remember um, and Solomon would know him, her as, <laughs> I guess, one of his steps moms. But anyway, Abigail was from Mount Carmel, and that whole story I've always loved about how King and King David um, was persuaded by Abigail, and that was there at Mount Carmel. And so you can see she was definitely fruitful, and and you can and, and you wonder about that. And then we begin to see the adventures of Elijah and Elisha depending on how you want to say it, Elijah and Elisha is how I usually say it. But anyway, Elijah, the prophet, um, had two gigantic events on Mount Carmel, one of those, of course, being the, the you know, slaying the prophets of Baal. You know, that's an amazing story that happened, very fruitful up there on Mount Carmel. But, you know, one of my most favorite stories in the Bible is when Elijah got on his knees and he prayed for the rain and he prayed and prayed in faith and then had his servant go up and look, remember, and he didn't see anything, and he went back and kept praying. And, of course, it's this picture of great faith um, because eventually the cloud came about the size of his fist, and the next thing you know, it was a downpour. And and the beauty of that Mount Carmel is it, it is pushed up to where you can have a wonderful vision of the sea and, and the clouds and heaven and so that's what Matthew Henry said about this idea of our head being as caramel, that it was like you, you get a beautiful vision of both heaven and earth from caramel. And, and what a neat thing that as we go on this adventure with Jesus, that we, we would be there, right, with, with our faith uh, looking upward towards God, but at the same time being able to see what's going on um, as we would take on the prophets of Baal. Then there's another uh, amazing story about Mount Carmel, which actually connects to me to the Song of Solomon. And you might even remember that Elisha uh, met a woman who was not 
the Shulamite, but the Shunamite, <laughs> which the words are almost identical in Hebrew, with the difference being the Shulamite that we're talking about here, we just finished talking about in the sixth chapter, has a Lamed, that L sound in it, and that Lamed would be a heart that 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 leaned for towards Shalom. But the Shunamite woman in the Elisha story, um, she was the one who recognized Elisha was a man of God and made room in her house in the upper room uh, for him to come stay and rest. And you might remember, gave him a lamp and and a table and a bed. And it's a beautiful story of then, you know, she blessed her and she had a son. And then unfortunately that son died. Um, and as a picture of Christ, he's one of the few people in the Bible that raised somebody from the dead. And this is what Alicia did for her when she came to Mount Carmel. And very beautifully, right, when Alicia spots her on Mount Carmel, she sa- he says, oh, it's a Shunammite. <laughs> and so yeah, you can't help but see, or I, for me, it clearly is a, a prophecy that we're having here that Solomon uh, knew that on Mount Carmel here would be this, um, this, this, I guess, event, this, this, this blessed thing that happened for this lady that her son would be raised for the dead, that she would be the Shunammite, which has to do with faith, <laughs> and, and she would be with Elisha, who in so many ways is a picture of Christ. So, you know, really, really neat that, that we have that, and, you know, I don't know about you, but again, how, do, how does this apply? I mean, how is it that your head is this fruitful vine? And, and we, we've talked about many times that, you know, we process um, language and all that stuff with our head. To get it to our heart, you know, we got to go through our throat, as we just talked about the ivory tower, you know, a few episodes ago. But undoubtedly, in order to get that information to our heart, we first have to process it, and we have to process it with our head and hopefully we are connected to that fruitful vine. I hope you are so that we can begin to see as we, as we unpack these verses, you know, the faith that's involved in it, right? And, and I don't know about you, but, you know, it's really hopeful when you hear stories of this woman who even lost her son and remembered this man of God and God remembered her and the, her kindness to Alicia and, and, and away you go. And, and so... One of the great joys Alicia had that I, you know, can't imagine, you know, being asked to do such a thing and then actually allowing or, or being part of when God raises somebody from the dead. But, you know, just how many times do, do people come to you and ask that you would pray for them, right? What, a, what, a, what an honor, 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 honor that is. And when I wonder it's one of your kids, uh, one of my daughters came to me yesterday and, and asked me to pray for her. She was going through a difficult situation. And I thought, man. You know, what an honor it is to intercede actually with the Lord for somebody that you dearly, dearly love, especially when they ask you to do that. And in other words, they recognize that you have a relationship with God and, and that, 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 that prayer um, is a connection between you and them, that they know you're praying for them. And, and what a neat, neat thing. And so, you know, as we <laughs> realize that our heads are caramel, you know, the thing of it is other people see that, that, that same thing, that your head is up there in the clouds and close to God, but at the same time connected to earth and loving on people like Alicia did, Alicia did for that poor woman who'd lost her son. So, you know, it's, it's pretty neat that God ref, is reflected by our heads in this way. 
and, and that in some ways people look at us as mountains. And, and of course, it's God that did that, but still it's a beautiful thing to behold. And, and I hope someone asked you to pray for him today. Thanks for listening.